A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Marriage Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hi. And it is morning, Sunday morning, one of our favorite times to podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, if, if you guys could please settle a debate for us, I think we need to venture out and try TikTok. I know nothing about TikTok, but it's the next like thing, right? So shouldn't we try to... like I don't know what we would do as a podcast on TikTok, I we can't dance, I uh, I can't dance. I'm not a good dancer. <laughs> Isn't uh, is tick? I don't think TikTok is just about dancing, right? Like no. maybe it started that way. No, but it's not. It's not at all. First of all, it might be banned. We don't know. Right. So, so we might not be doing anything on TikTok. I love going on TikTok. I don't post any videos, but I love seeing what's out there and the content and everything. But. We don't have time to take on another. <laughs> this is so you to want to start something new when we barely have time to do what we already have going on. I want the next new shiny thing. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. I want to play with something. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've never even been on TikTok. I've never watched TikTok. I know nothing about it. But, but now you want to start But, but I want to do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> so any recommendations as to what us as old podcasters could do what we as old podcasters yes uh-huh. uh not being 18 years old and knowing how to dance what could we do on tiktok that would be fun and i don't know so <laughs> i just know i want to do it right so, so i need help okay yeah as anything with life we have a solid plan for this <laughs> and <laughs> so we're about to have a major change in our lives that we are moving in about two weeks And I wanted to talk about not just moving, but a little bit of change in general, because I think right now with the middle of the pandemic or who knows what part of the pandemic we're in, but people are thinking about change on so many levels. People have lost their jobs or are leaving their jobs or are realizing that they don't need to go back to their jobs because working from home is just a good as good an option as going into work or people are realizing maybe in their marriages that things aren't what they thought they were after being home together quarantined for 5 or 6 months and just so many issues of change that i know are going on in people's lives but a constant change for us if that it's like an oxymoron mm-hmm. but a constant change for us has been moving that we are sort of the notorious serial movers. People constantly, I think when they think about us or when we say we're moving, people are like, oh yeah, well, again, it's Adam and Danielle, they're moving again. Right. Um, 
so it is, you know, and they do say that moving is as or more stressful as divorce. So it is a big deal. Um, and especially in a pandemic, this has been something that has been wildly stressful yeah, for pa- both of us. But even pandemic aside, this has been the worst move we haven't even done it yet, but it's been the worst process that we've gone through with all of the moves that we've done already. I mean, the pandemic just, you know. Exacerbated. I was going to say escalates, but those are both good words. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, when you get down to like the nitty gritty, that's not what's causing the frustration and the stress and anxiety about this move. A little bit it is. A little bit? Yeah, Okay. for sure. All I right. mean, having a pandemic as part of it and the kids being home all the time and yes i think it definitely does exacerbate it okay i'm just thinking about all the things that have gone wrong not due to the pandemic right but this is so this is the sixth time sixth time sixth move sixth move since we've been married so it was condo townhouse house 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 yes right and that is does not include the times that we moved in with your parents when we were waiting for houses to be built and everything right Right. Okay. And so during those times, living with your parents, um, as much as, you know, they're, they're they're very nice people and everything, I also had some serious OCD flare-ups from having to live with my in-laws, waiting for houses and everything. You know, moving for me is a huge... I hate it. Yeah. I mean, now I hate it. I didn't hate it before. Mm. Things seem to have gone pretty smoothly in the past. This one has made me say, I'm done. (laughs) This is it. I've had it. I'm not moving again. And if I am, it's into the woods and by yourself with with that, uh, that show that I watch uh, alone. alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be one of those and I'm going to last about four hours and tap out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate moving. And I don't know, maybe do you want to give a little bit of backstory about why we have moved so much and what, you know, how we wound up here? Because I do say that we we did go to, uh, you know, we moved into an enormous house that we could not afford. And from there, it has been like the Russian doll houses, uh, Russian dolls of houses, like you open one up and you take out a smaller one. You open one up and you take out a smaller one. Like yeah, but, now, it, was, but it was a bigger one. We're, it was, <laughs> but now we're progressively getting smaller, which right. I'm happy about. But it certainly has gone from, you know, we moved into this. Sometimes when I pass it even on the street, and we do pass it a lot because our friends still live in that neighborhood, I think to myself, I can't believe we fucking lived there. Right. It seems almost like not real, like it didn't happen. It never happened, but it did. So do you want to give a little backstory? Yeah, so if everybody has about six hours, sit down, relax. All right, give the very, very... Pour a glass of wine. Very uh, quick version. Martini and relax. No, the very quick version. (laughs) I'll try. I'm not good with quick. No, you're not. Uh, I mean... In certain situations, yes. But, no, so it started out with we... Our first place was a condo. Third floor, 700 square foot condo. It was affordable housing. Affordable housing condo. So, I mean, we, we paid like... I don't know, $70,000 for this thing. I don't know, something like that. And it's it's price adjusted, so you can't sell for profit. You have to sell at market value for, you know, based upon because it's affordable housing. So I wanted to get out of there as fast as we could afford to. And we found a townhouse, and we did. In two years, we were out. Right? Two years? 
found a townhouse. This was in 2005, I think, when the market was just fucking booming. And three years later, the townhouse was like a third more valuable than when we bought it. I saw a perfect opportunity to be able to afford a house. Found a house that we could build so it's our own. Do it the way we want to do it. Bought that. Didn't love where we were. I wanted more. I wanted bigger. I wanted I, things were going well. But so not like, one step bigger. We're talking three steps bigger. I'm doing this as fast as I can. Okay, I'm ahead. trying Sorry. to skip all the details. Right, and, right. Yeah. So this thing was enormous. It's a fucking mansion. They, you know, think of like New Jersey, you know, to a point. It's not, you know, we, we talked about this before. I won't get into it. So it's a big house. And, you know, stretching our means, I found this thing. I wanted to make it happen. And if, when I want to make something happen, I find a way to make it happen. Right or wrong, there's a way. Well, you find a way to make it happen and then we pay for it later. Correct. Right. I just, I'm thinking short term. Right. I want to make this thing happen. And I did. So we, uh, we finished one room with a designer and it was gorgeous and beautiful. We loved this room and then realized there's 10 or 12 more of these rooms that we have to do. And there were seven bathrooms in the house. <laughs> and taxes kept going up. This is New Jersey. Think about that. So our taxes kept climbing, increasing, and the cost of ownership of this house and to make it what we want because we built the house. So all we got were white walls. So it's a blank slate house. And realized after a few years, okay, not for us. Can't do this. This is not. Oh, yeah, we could not afford the cannot house. Cannot afford this house. Right. So I said, I need to find a place that's done. I'm over like building shit and finishing a house. So I want to find, I want to, I want the basement done. I want the pool in. I want the landscaping in. I want everything just done and move in ready. So my realtor found this place he had like in his pocket. It wasn't even up for sale yet. This thing, not to our style. I know what you're going to say mm -hmm. and you're going to correct me. Mm -hmm. I get it. This this house was immaculate. This place was beautiful. Not to our style, not to our taste. This thing was in a magazine. There was pictures all over the place. Like they didn't even live here. They had a house down in somewhere else. That, so it was just a gorgeous, perfectly done, built, everything's perfect house. And I, so I, I saw the great opportunity to buy this house and we could just move in and be happy and done. Not think about it. It's still a big house by, by a lot I mean, of people's standards. Yeah, Much smaller than what we had. Mm -hmm. but and, and like crazy landscaping. And so, so it was so yeah. overly done for us that the, the maintenance just became overwhelming. We're here for almost eight years. Things, Are we? Yeah. No. Yeah, 2013. Uh-uh. Yeah. No yeah. way. Oh, really? 2013. Wow. Almost eight years. Okay. Our longest stretch yet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if if the, pe the people who are buying our house are listening, this is a wonderful house. <laughs> Everything I'm about to say, just turn it off for a second. They're not listening. <laughs> Trust me. No, but there's just, it's so much. The landscaping is so much. The the patio, they, we have over 50 light bulbs outside of this house. I changed them all once. I am never doing it again. It's not just untwisting and twisting in a light bulb. It's electrical wiring. It's la yeah, you, you know hire somebody for you that. could, but so so then it's either it's either time or cost, right? So mm -hmm. it either costs us too much to stay here to maintain that stuff in the inside because it's still some of the rooms are what we want them to be. Some of them are still not, and we still have to do those. So 
it, taxes keep going up. Like there's just no. Yeah. And we've had some financial difficulties in the past couple years and we needed to cut expenses somewhere. And, you know, I guess a, a house is the uh, most obvious way to do that. And, um, you know, I, I think that when you were getting ready to tell me that we had to move again, you were scared shitless. I was so scared. I right. was so, I, I just knew because when we had some, you know, financial troubles occurring, like initially it was like every fucking penny that we're making it like we're house poor. Like mm-hmm. everything, like we're getting to the point where we're here eight years, things are starting to go. Things need to be replaced. Things need to be fixed. Things, you know, it, <laughs> in the last three months, we've had two 50 foot trees fall over. You know, mm-hmm. we've had, it, things are just yeah, Owning starting. a house sucks. It sucks. So my goal was, I want to find, I was joking for a long time. I wanted a tiny house. I know we can't have a tiny house. Uh, you know, we have three kids. We have two dogs. We, we can't have a tiny house. But I wanted a place where I wanted to have as little maintenance as possible, as little as the smallest that would fit us. This, you know, to find a place that we can just move in cheap enough, make it our own right away, every room that we could do, and make it cozy and warm and like just happy to come home and not have to think about, okay, what do I have to put money into the house for today? Or mm-hmm. what do we have to change today? Or, I'm so sick of being house poor. Oh, We've awful. been house poor since 2008, 2007 or 2008, whenever we moved in. I mean, that is so, so we have, I mean, we have been house poor for them for a long, for a long time and I'm really, really sick of it. Me too. Yeah. Right. So um, I was trying, like I said before, I was trying so hard to have the biggest and the most and the best. I was mm-hmm. forgetting about, well, okay, now what are your ongoing costs and how are you going to live there? Yeah. And then it just hit us like a ton of bricks and it was time to make a real thoughtful change. Yeah. For me also, when you told me that, you know, maybe we need to move and I was on board, I knew we needed to. One of the biggest things I think with any change is, and this was sort of what it was for me was the first thing that came into my head was, fuck the texts I'm going to get, the phone calls I'm going to get, the, why are you moving? And it happened. The second, you know, the second people find out about, you know, they're getting a divorce or, I mean, not that I'm saying in general with people, they're getting a divorce or, you know, they lost their job or they're, you know, they, something that is, they're no longer speaking to these members of their family or anything that happens. I think one of the first things that comes to our mind is, um, Oh, fuck. I don't want to tell people. Like, I don't want to explain it to people again. And, you know, I think in the past with our other houses and everything, I I probably did a lot of, like, maybe not lying, but a lot of embellishing of, oh, you know, we decided we want to go smaller or we decided we want a pool and we we don't want to put in a pool. We want a house that already has a pool. And I think I probably did a lot of skirting around the truth of we can't fucking afford it and so we need to move. I think I probably did a lot of that. And now we're at a place where obviously we are like, I think as forthcoming as they are, when you when when we listed our house, I knew that people who I had not spoken to or barely speak to were going to be reaching out because maybe they were really concerned. But I think mostly people are fucking nosy. Yeah. And well, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, even you said, 
I don't want to sign like a realtor sign out on the property. I don't want to, Mm-mm. you know, you said that to me. I did not. I did not want a realtor sign out on the property. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. You're agreeing with right. me. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. But it I doesn't, didn't. But it doesn't fucking matter because everybody belongs to Zillow and gets the email notification right. Right. that your house, you know, when a new house. Which even is if so not, weird. I would never go on Zillow if I wasn't. And I know you do. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not bashing anybody because I do it. Right. I get email even when I'm not thinking about moving. I get those notifications from Zillow that, hey, you know, this house just popped up, which is in your town. Yeah, I don't get that. Why? Because like I'll go, I understand going on like housebeautiful.com, you know, that magazine of houses and seeing a beautiful house or whatever. Why do you care? Like why do you want to know what is going on the market? I think not to be nosy in your neighbors, you know, what's going on. It's more about what's the market value of my home? Are things being kind of kept are they increasing? Are they decreasing? Are they being kept like? So it's really kind of, not that you're actually looking to see if you're gonna like what you want to move and. So. No, it's just kind of knowing what's happening in the market in your neighborhood. Right. Because people who I know are not in the market to move were texting me saying, "Hey, I saw you. Where are you going? What are you doing?" And maybe they're sort of like, "Oh, are they moving somewhere else, or did they decide to, you know, with the podcast, they can now live anywhere?" Like, <laughs> no, but I mean, live anywhere is in like maybe we're moving somewhere to another town because we can do the podcast from anywhere. That's right. what I meant right um you know something like like who knows so i i get the curiosity but there's also that i don't want to fucking deal with it and i think sometimes people decide not to change something in their lives because that that aspect of it you don't want to deal with like you don't want to deal with people saying and and listen if i had a good friend who i found out was moving or something of course i would want to know what was going on but there were definitely people yeah, but texting me. you would know me. before it was even listed. Right. I would know. And I, I outright told the people in my life who I wanted to know, you know. But I definitely got probably 15, 20 texts from people who I don't talk to on a regular basis asking, why are we moving again? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to say? Well, it's more about that. Look, if we ended up having, if something happened and we had to stay here, could we afford it? Yes. Do we want to afford it? No, because it's take. It's not like we couldn't make our mortgage payments and we're going to default on the house and all of that is going to happen. It's that that's good money that could be going to better use. Mm-hmm. And there's no, you know, we're not able to. It, it, it's it's a fucking money pit. It's you know, right. it's consuming everything that we have, and I'm just fucking sick of it. And I was looking for right. so to, wait to move on to what we were doing. So we wanted smaller. We wanted less. We found something. By the way, where we live, the problem is. Our scope of what we can buy is so narrow, and so we live in a town on a a, a half of a town which goes to a, a different school district in high school. So we had to kind of stay in this half of a town because if we moved in, we'd have to switch schools for the kids, which we don't want to do. So our 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 range was limited. And there's nothing for sale. So I literally drove around our town putting notes in mailboxes saying, hey, if you're interested in selling, I like your house. Please give me a call. I'd like to buy it. And I got a couple of responses. And one that we found, I I used the word perfect. Looking back, it's not. But at the time, it seemed so. It was much smaller. It had no pool. It had nothing in it. It was pretty much just a nothing easy to take care of house. The first house that we found? Oh, oh, yeah. So... That whole thing fell through, and I look back on it now like, thank God. Mm-hmm. I look back yeah, and like, too. that would have been too small yeah. and too kind of nothing. Right, it just, worked out. Yeah, yeah. so like it happened for a reason that that did not work out. But this other guy calls me back, 
and you and I go look at the house for like 30 seconds because this was like, pan- this like, was like prime. Yes. Prime pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we walked through the house as fast as possible. And I remember looking at you as we were walking away, like, fuck, holy shit. This is our house. Mm-hmm. Like we both looked at each other with the same face and the same thoughts. And I, we were kind of like, okay, is this lateral? Is this not making sense? Yeah, it seemed a little bit like a lateral move. It's smaller. It's got the pool. It's got some landscape. It's got everything we want, but to a smaller degree. Mm-hmm. So we we looked at each other just like, holy fuck, we have to make this happen. And there's nothing else. So we really have to make this happen. And um, so so we found this place and we fucking love it. And we've been going through some bullshit and heartache and stress and everything to make this thing happen, especially through this pandemic, which has been extremely stressful. This has been probably the most stressful time of my life over the last three months. And it's, I'll get into this a little later, but between work and this move, this has been the craziest time of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're adulting so hard right now. It, sucks yeah you are like more of an adult than you've ever been in your entire life i literally want to go into the other room where my 12 year old son has his game set up and his mountain dews and cokes and chips right and play video games right right (laughs) that's what i want to do right all right we should should take a break okay all right we'll be right back hey mnmers i want to tell you about proper cologne from duke cannon I used to wear cologne and I stopped because I thought the smells were getting ridiculous and people would know I was coming like five minutes before I even got there because the smells were so crazy. That's why Proper Cologne from Duke Cannon is such a better product. It's a line of subtle scents made with clean, naturally derived fragrance oils that smell more like taking a hike on a mountain trail rather than a shortcut through the perfume section. And let us not forget that Proper Cologne is made in small batches and housed in modern apothecary-style bottles that look as nice on your countertop as they smell in your body. Plus, with its affordable price point, it's a top-shelf fragrance that won't have you paying top dollar. Duke Cannon has three cents of their Proper Cologne at just $25 each. If you've had it like I have, with ungodly aromas beating you to the room, then it's time to get Proper Cologne by Duke Cannon. Its subtle scent will be as easy on the nostrils as it is on your wallet. No more letting your cologne announce your arrival. Let it demand your discovery. Visit DukeCannon.com and use our promo code MARRIAGE10 for 10% off your next order. Free shipping on all orders over $20. That's DukeCannon, D-U-K-E-C-A-N-N-O-N.com. Use our promo code MARRIAGE10 for 10% off your next order. And don't forget the free shipping on orders just over $20. There are few things in life that I hate more than wasting wine. Danielle and I will sometimes go out to dinner. I want red wine. She wants white wine. And we have to bring a bottle of each. If we don't finish that bottle, we have to bring it home. And it ends up getting poured down the drain. And it drives me crazy. Usual Wines is the perfect solution to this. Each bottle is a 6.3 ounce or about a glass and a half of wine. So no more pouring wine down the sink when you get home from dinner. And their wines are made from world-class AVAs in California, like Napa, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara, and are made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. And the wines are low-carb and have zero grams of sugar. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. They also have a limited-production Brut rosé just for the summer. Usual doesn't use any chemical or sugar additives to enhance the flavors or stability of their wine. They are truly a clean wine brand. Go check out their website at usualwines.com and use our discount code MARRIAGE for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. 
So the reason why I wanted to do this episode again is because obviously because we're moving, but also because of the idea of how I think a lot of times with change, we there's so many reasons to stay in the situation we're in, no matter what it is. And quite honestly, had you not come to me that day and said we need to move, I would have stayed here as long as we could because the task of actually moving and the thought of from that moment that you told me, all I could think of is number one, you know, all the people I'm going to have to tell. And I, I should not care about that, but I do. And it's exhausting to tell the same story over and over again. And it's exhausting to see those texts and those phone calls and the why and whatever the gossip is out there. Um, and then to to the idea of having to actually pack up my, you know, f- first of all, find a house because we hadn't even found a house, sell our house, um, have people coming in and out of your house and, you know, looking at it and knowing that people are, you know, talking, what, all those things that I have to admit are hard for me. And also um, packing, you know, all the stuff that comes with moving. There's so many layers to it, as there are with anything, leaving a job, leaving a marriage, leaving a toxic situation with your family, all of those things. But yet we we still need to do it a lot of times, you know, and, and it is worth it in the end. And it's so interesting because I've always thought about my senior yearbook in high school. I, you, we got a quote. We get like, a, I was in a private school. So you get like a full page of pictures and a quote, which I think like is unheard of now. But the quote that I picked, not, I have no idea why I picked this quote at 17 years old, but I had, it's by Maya Angelou, and it said, each of us has the right and the responsibility to assess the roads which lie ahead and those over which we have traveled. And if the future looms ominous or unpromising and the roads back uninviting, then we need to gather our resolve and, carrying only the necessary baggage, step off that road into another direction. If the new choice is also unpalatable, Without embarrassment, we must be ready to change that as well. Which you you, you. no? Can you explain that okay. to me? So basically, what Maya words. what Maya Angelou is saying is, you know, if you're in a situation and you can't go back, and you know you don't know what the next step is, and what is happening right now isn't working, you need to be able to pick up your life, no matter how it's how embarrassing, how humiliating, how daunting it seems. You have the right and the responsibility, the obligation to change your life, to make that change. Yeah, I'm really surprised that that was your quote. Too, so am I. At 17, I mean, you were as much of a fuck up as I was at 17, right? So, well, but <laughs> I was a small fuck up. I wasn't <laughs> I a big fuck up. I know. No, we were. Yeah. But it's almost like I knew I was going to fuck up again and again. Uh, right. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> almost like I saw that quote and I was like. Well, I better put that in my yearbook so on a podcast one day I can say, look, I knew this was going to happen. Um, yeah, I, 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 but it's such a good quote and it, yeah. it makes so much sense. And it is true that, you know, you do need to at one at some point you live one life and you have to just be like, I fucked up. I need to I need to start over. I need to reassess. And we have done that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably for the last two years of my life been kind of my mantra is 
get over the fuck ups, move forward. Luckily, yeah. there's loving people around me that are there for me to do so. Well, that's what I was going to say. Aren't you so shocked at by how much people don't give a shit if you fuck up? At least the ones you really care about. Well, even if it's not about giving a shit about fucking up, it's but like they're not going to not love you anymore, or they're going to be there you. for you and help you. Correct. And there's, I think, a respect in that, like all the people in my life who I'm closest to and who I love the most are people who I know would say to me, like, I fucked up. I need to, you know, or, or are honest with me. I find it so unattractive when people try to, like, I look back on myself when I was lying to people about, you know, moving and whatever. I look back on myself and I'm like, ugh, that was so gross. Like, I right. find it so unattractive when people lie about that. Just, like, and it's so liberating to be able to it say. It is, but it's so hard. It's so hard to take the first step. Yes. Very, very hard. But now that I did that, I think that I'm able to post whatever I want on Instagram, put in my stories whatever I want on Instagram, tell people whatever I want, talk about things on the podcast, and people have an understanding of, yeah, we, we need to talk about this stuff. And that's yeah. why she's posting it. And it makes me feel better and more... Uh, what's the word validated for whatever other people are going through. Yeah. We were going to talk about this later in the episode, but I think we're on it now. So we might as well just get into it. Uh, but you asked me about if I had advice to give people who have fucked up or made mistakes and um, they need to admit that they did so to themselves and to other people and how hard it can be and how do they readjust and how do they get over it? Should they, should you have to get over it? You have to do it. You have to finally tell yourself whether it's a move, whether it's anything that you've done, you have to come to terms with it and say, Listen, I made a mistake. I have to confront the first person who it is that it affects the most, whether it's yourself or somebody else. And I know it's so easy for me to say, but like I said before, for the last two years, this is what I've been dealing with and living through. And none of it's been easy. So, no, it's so fucking hard. Right. But so you're I, not telling people to do anything you haven't done. No, no. This is what I've been living and this is what I've been going through. I have to say, listen, when you when you finally confront yourself or whoever it may be that you've made mistakes, that you've fucked up in whatever way that you did. All right. Think about yourself for a second. You're no longer having to live with this lie or live with this mistake or live with you can finally understand that there's people around you who love you that are going to help you get through it and you're going to deal with it yourself and get through. If it was a move, like for us, you buy a house that you can't afford, realize it was a mistake because if you don't, it snowballs. You're not going to be happy for the rest of your life until you sell this fucking house. The fees go up. The costs go up. If you're not, you know, if you're not making more money, all of a sudden the house becomes even less and less and less affordable. And you have to finally just come and say, Hey, listen, we got to go. We got to go find something that's right for us. So the stress that's on your, that's on you is finally lifted. And that's kind of the first step is admitting to yourself, it was a mistake, whatever the situation was, I got to get out of it. Now what's next? What's the plan? Let me talk to it. Like Danielle, let me talk to you. Like, what should we do? What are you, what's going to make you happy? What's going to make us happy? What's going to, and then so finally, you don't have this burden on you because I've lived for so long knowing I was doing wrong or making a mistake or do 
that when I finally was able to come out with it and it was just so liberating. It was, it was finally like, okay, that's gone. And that's so much more than just a first step. Getting over that easily clears your mind and, and say, okay, let's think clearly. Let's, let's do things right. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important to correct mistakes. Well, I was also going to say we're all at a point right now where we're, we, every single one of us has survived something that we never could have imagined surviving. Just this pandemic, right? Like we have all been put in a position that if you had told us even a year ago we were going to be in, we'd be like, holy fuck, how are we going to deal with, like, how are we going to homeschool our kids? How are we going to be home all the time? How are we going to deal with having to go out and food shop and possibly catch a virus? Like, all these things that we have done, and, you know, we are all sitting here to talk about it, right there shows that we are able to handle really, really hard things. And sometimes it's in the midst of those times that you realize that, you know, yeah, I, I maybe I need to, unfortunately, add one more layer of hardship on top of that. But now is the time to do it because I'm already sort of like feeling my strength and feeling what I'm able and capable of handling. Well, and, this, yeah, and, this- and, and, and I, I did feel for a little bit like there were a few weeks in there that I was like, I, I you can't throw one more fucking thing at me. Oh, yeah. Which I know was not fair because you were dealing with so much, too. But there was literally one week where I was like, if one more fucking thing is thrown at me, I feel like I am going to lose it. Well, yeah, it's funny because. Uh, yes, was it yesterday? Was my birthday yesterday? Yes. Yeah. OK, so yesterday was my birthday. No, so, no. Two days ago. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so much has been has been going wrong. Every day there's like a new thing that I have to take care of with this house, with the move and the township problems and CO problems. And so I, I sent the text to my realtor saying, listen, today's my birthday. <laughs> if anything is wrong, leave me the fuck alone. Leave me alone. Right. Tell me tomorrow. Right. Because I just couldn't take any more. Yeah. And I was like, I need one day. But it is amazing. Like you, then you, you know, you get to a certain point where you're like, I, look at what I fucking did. Like, look at. We sat down. We sat down in this room. I don't know what, ten months ago, nine months ago, and you said to me, "We need to move," and that no, was, it was like five months ago. No, it but, was not during the pandemic. It was before well, the. Well, pandemic. no, because we we listed our house probably a few weeks before the pandemic hit. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh. we that that's when people were coming through the house and looking, and we were getting some offers. Okay, and- so look what we have gone through. We 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 sat in this room after me saying to you for you know years and years, I will never move again. If you move, if we move again, you're moving alone. Right. And you sat me down and you said we need to move again. That's so right, because I wanted to move alone. So <laughs> that was the first step, and we survived that. Right. Yes. Then the pandemic hit, or, or then we listed our house which I had to, you know, deal with where we both had to deal with people saying, you know, why did you list whatever? We dealt with that. We got through it. Pandemic hit. We're homeschooling. We're, we still have our house in the market. We don't know what's going to happen. The guy with the other house we were looking at backs out. We survived Well, that. I wanted to throw in real quickly is we we listed before pandemic, pre-pandemic, and we had multiple people coming in, interested. A couple offers came in. And then pandemic hit, and then all of a sudden gone. Yeah. Like we didn't hear from anyone. Right. So 
two weeks into pandemic or three weeks in, we one of the people came back and said, we're still interested, but here's our lowball offer. Mm-hmm. And we're like, fuck, well, who mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen in the next year? You know, right. so we we have to take it. Yeah. Like we have to take this lowball offer. Right, right. We took a lowball offer. We 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 didn't. We couldn't find a house. We put notes in a mailbox. Somebody got back to us. Now we're buying their house. Like we have. I mean, forget the last you know three years of what we have done. We have we we we've survived it. And that, you know, in one st- it's one step at a time. And that really does say, you know, I think one nice thing about this podcast that's different than other podcasts is that we're not celebrities. We're not rich. We are living a life just like most of you. And so I think it's relatable in that way. And in that, if you, you can look at us and say, shit, they have done hard things that I can do, too. You know what I mean? Right, as it's not like, people. you know, when you say like, you know, when you hear celebrities saying, you know, oh, I hate being home quarantined. It sucked. Right, my, and my they're kids like, are on so a, annoying. They're on a yeah. 500 foot yacht with their, right. you know, three. Na- no, we're living the same fucking life, you know, pretty much that a lot of you are in many ways. And and, you know, so when we go through something like this, I think it is interesting to say, OK, you know, we're regular people. We and we step by step dealt with this and have gone through. You know, there certainly have been times of humiliation. There have certainly been times of feeling sorry for myself and just going into bed for the day and being like, you know what? There's really nothing I can do right now except to sleep this off and be lazy and not deal with it. We've dealt with all of that, but I think that the the point is that we still did it. You know, and that feels really good. And I think that, you know, for anybody out there right now in the middle of this thinking that they need to make a change. And, you know, you saw the answers uh, that I put uh, of the questions on Instagram. Mm-hmm. A lot of people out there right now want to make changes. Listen, if you're looking to make a change, fucking do it. Of all the things that I've had to come forth with in this last couple of years, everything that I have said or come forward with, it, the mistakes that I've made, things are now better in every aspect because of that. And I feel better. They didn't go away. They're still, I think about them every night. I, I don't do? sleep. So, of course. Oh. Everything that I've ever done that I've ever come forward with, I think about every night I lose sleep over, you know, whatever. I'm up tossing and turning in the morning. You know, up I, tossing and turning a lot more if you hadn't taken care of it though. That's the point. Right. But things are better and it's never going to go away. They're always going to be in your mind, but you can't live under the stress if you just don't come out with yeah. it. Yeah. You can't, it, it's just, the, the stress will just fucking kill you. Right. I was saying before <clears throat> about how, you know, there are some things that aren't relatable or whatever. It was so interesting this week. I posted something on Instagram uh, that uh, the New York Times, um, you know, I'll go online and like look at all the articles in the morning and stuff. And they had this article about uh, this ridiculous article, how tough it is for people who, uh, you know, lived in the city in their apartment to be living full-time in their vacation homes right now during the pandemic. How hard it is? Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah, like like basically like, you know, that if we, if there's more readjustment than you would have initially thought as living in, living in, yeah, it's yeah. just like so crazy. But, you know, it's just so interesting how out of touch sometimes. It's but, okay, uh, according to data from the U.S. Census Bureau, the average person in the United States moved residences how many times do you think in his or her lifetime? In 2016, this was done. Say that again. 
How many times does the average person in the United States move residences in their lifetime, you think? Four. Really? Yeah. Eleven. Really? Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Does college count? I don't know. I don't know, but 11 times. Like moving out of your parents? Maybe. I I was thinking like as an adult. How How many many times times did your parents, have your parents moved? Three. No, just that's not that's not in their whole lifetime. They've moved a lot I'm, more than that in their lifetime. Well, I don't I, from Brooklyn to New Jersey to another house in Jersey. So as far as I know, three times. I don't know anything before. Right. Yeah. Um, no, my parents moved a lot because, but but because it was because my dad was in the army. Right. Um, like I'm, I'm thinking like residences. Like yeah. you know. And extensive research has demonstrated that accumulating a high number of life change units within a brief period of time, one or two years, is related to a wide range of physical illnesses, even accidents and athletic injuries and mental health problems. And, you know, in the last even six months, it's been the move. It's been the pandemic. And I have had ridiculous back pain. So is it stress? I think so. Do you? Yeah, I mean, it just correlates so well. But I mean, there have been days where I can't even like bend over because my back pain is so terrible. And there's that book, Healing Back Pain, that everyone's going to email me and tell me to read. And I have read parts of it. And um, it, I, I, know I need to read the whole thing. But um, but yeah, I mean, they do say that, you know, a lot of times there are you, you get hurt. I know people like, you know, my sister, when she was going through one of the most stressful times of her life, she got into a terrible car accident because I think she just couldn't focus mm-hmm. and I get that yeah I mean I think that it unfortunately in the in those times we are we then ha- it ends up being um even worse because you're deal you then end up dealing with the physical side effects the mental side effects like you know but putting it off I think only makes it worse does it happen to you where like you're driving and then five minutes later you're almost home and you're like how the fuck did I get here I don't remember when mm-hmm. I got from that light to the where I am now. Yes. I, that happens so often. Mm-hmm. And I get nervous because I'm like, I'm thinking about things that are stressing me out. Like, did I just get in an accident or did something happen? Like, did I? Whoa, that's like an OCD thing. Is it? I don't know. I mean, I've had, you know, that's like a hit and run OCD where you're what? like, did no. I just hit somebody? But it's more about just like, how did I just get here? I don't remember driving from point A to point mm-hmm. B. Yeah, I think everybody has that. All right. Yeah, so I, I think that sometimes when I leave a store, I'm like, I don't even remember paying. Really? But you know you paid. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even, I went through the, mo- you know, because you go through the motions all the time and then you right. leave. So I'm like, oh, someone would have chased me out if I hadn't paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have jealousy. Do you have jealousy for people who have been in the same house their whole life? I mean, or like since they got married? No. Oh, you don't? No, no. I mean, fine. That's great. Good for but them. It just seems so stable. Yeah. And adult and responsible. Yeah, but not fun. Yes, it's fun. <laughs> Change is fun. No, but think about it. They're probably living in the house that they want because they've been able to do renovations and put the money into that. Right. And Yes, I am. Yes, oh, I, I am jealous in a way. How much money we've wasted. Yeah. I mean, crazy amounts of money. Um, and then, uh, all right, what else did I ask you? Well, let's take one, uh, one more break. Okay. Um, we have to get into polls and stuff. Well, not only that, but I didn't even get into like work stuff and like adjustments that I've had to make over the last. That we might have to do another months. episode. You think of so? That. I think maybe. Okay. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Should we get into the polls that we did on Instagram? Sure. All right. So I think what we need to do is like part two yeah. with pandemic and work-related stuff and make a whole episode about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, too much. Okay. So uh, you asked, what is a time when you had to readjust? And a lot of people said divorce. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Moving to a new state away from family. Losing jobs due to COVID, which, I, like I said, we will get into next time. Um, and, and one person said they had a fiance who ghosted them. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. We give a fiance who's just not yeah. getting back to you. I think about our, so we have a mutual best friend from when we were younger um, who has been married now that she's on her third marriage. Um, she went through infertility treatments, you know, that kind of thing. Couldn't get pregnant. And I think about how she has really, she went back to school in the midst of all of this. She got um, her master's in psychology, opened up a practice, uh, is now in her third marriage to a guy who is really awesome and we both love so much and everything. And I just think about how everything she's been through, she could have just been like, fuck it, I, I'm just, mis- I'm going to be a miserable person and, you know, and just move back in, you know, whatever, like live full time with my parents and let them take care of me. Like she really made the most of everything. Yeah. And cool guy. Love you, Very cool yeah. guy. But, but I think that, that she's been through a lot and she, instead of, you know, and she sort of has embraced all the change and, and just moved on with everything. And I, I don't know. I respect it. Yeah, totally. And this one I kind of loved. Does pushing these two annoying kids out of my snatch count? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of like that uh-huh. one. Uh, have you ever lied about why you're going through this readjustment? 70% uh, said yes. 30% said no. Do you feel like you ever lied about why we were going, why we were moving? No, I don't we were... do that. No, I, I don't. Right. Yeah. So if anybody asks me, I'm just out with it. Just, right. Here's why. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. I'm talking to fucking podcast here like, well now i'm talking about you know oh you maybe moved into maybe, this house and stuff maybe i did a long i don't time think i ago. lied i think i embellished i think i was yeah. more about like oh we wanted a pool and we didn't want to build it right we, like i i concentrated on those aspects of it i wouldn't say it was lying as much as manipulating yeah the I reasons why yeah rather than being like we're fucking poor no, <laughs> no. not that we were poor but okay um is there anything that you would like to change? 78% said yes. 22% said See? no. So That's... a lot of people out there are looking for change, looking to get rid of like demons in their lives and, you know, make better. Mm-hmm. Um, or follow their dreams. And there's two. Yeah, s- oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and once again, there's like a theme here with these questions is divorce. Mm-hmm. They want divorce, but they just, how do you? approach right. that or they i mean a lot of stay-at-home moms probably want to go back and have a career and especially right now in a pandemic it seems very daunting yes a lot of job changes are <laughs> happening people yeah. talking about that distancing themselves from toxic family members um moving out of the city for more of a homesteading lifestyle which i get love that 
And a lot of people looking for a new education, going back to school, getting a new education to pursue something different. Mm-hmm. Like things. going back to school at, at a you know at an older age is is this is these are big very admirable things. Yeah. Um, how many moves have you been through? Uh, less than five, sixty four percent. More was thirty six percent. Would you move now? Sixty one percent said yes. Right. That surprised me. Uh, a lot of people feel the same way that I do. They want more like country living, like less busyness and craziness and lots of people like that want to go to Montana or Canada or. I have some really good friends who during the, who were, I mean, really obsessed with living in the city for all these years that they've been really, um, that they're just like city people. And people during who- this pandemic, they rented houses um, outside of the city, like in the country, and now are selling their places in the city and well, living full. They didn't expect, they just thought they were going to live in the country while the pandemic was going on. Right. And now they're sort of like, no, I, I want to do this full time now. Well, it's interesting because where we are in central New Jersey, I am seeing New York license plates all over the place. Everybody from New York is moving to New Jersey now. They've realized, I don't want to live in a fucking apartment. You know, especially during a pandemic. Right, during a pandemic. How, how long is this going to last? I don't want to have to be quarantined. In a, you know, so so many people are moving here. It's it, and the realist is there. So the stock, the real estate is up. Real or? estate, it's so crazy because real estate right now is almost the best it's ever been. Mm. Like it's like if we listed our house now, <laughs> we would get so much more for what you know what we got. But it doesn't matter because what we bought would be so much more. Right. So it doesn't matter. But but real estate is insane right now. So people just want to leave the city. They Mm want to come here. They want to come to Jersey. I bet houses with pools also are more... uh, Well, think about it. You have to get into a fucking elevator and like, you know, you're in like this tiny two-bedroom apartment, one-bedroom apartment. Right. You want some space. Right. Of course. You know? Mm -hmm. So people are... And... Uh, where would you move now? I like this answer. Somebody said Portland, Oregon. And mm-hmm. if we can move with you. Yeah, we love Portland. That's one of our favorite places. Mm-hmm. Um, are you getting better at admitting your mistakes? 90% of people said yes. Yeah. I think as you get older, you're more like, fuck it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you enjoy moving? 100% people said yes. Yeah, you're fucking full <laughs> of shit. 34% said yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moving sucks. It does, yeah. It, now it fucking does. sucks. It does fucking Thank suck. Thank you. I, the one th- good thing that has come out of this move and it being such a pain in the ass this time as opposed to the last times when we were very lucky is that I really think you are never going to want to move again. I never want to move again. Right. Like you're going to want to be buried in that backyard. My, I want to move to a 55 and older community. Mm. That's where I want to move. Mm. Yeah, just don't have to take care of anything. That means moving again. <laughs> right. Uh, would you buy a tiny home? said yes. Mm -hmm. I know. With us, it's too hard. We have five people in our family. But eventually, I would do it. I mean, it sounds awesome. But when when it's the two of us, yes. Maybe. Except you like to watch one television program. I like to watch another television program. All right. Two tiny homes. I I just said (laughs) television program, by the way. Like it's 1982. And I just listened like, yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah. Um, Has this pandemic made you reevaluate yourself 78% said yes makes sense 
Yeah. So many people are going through so many things like changing careers. A lot of people are changing their, their health and fitness goals. Well, and also all the race stuff that's been going on. I think people have been inward realizing like, mm-hmm. you know, what, how do I contribute to even like stuff like systematic racism and everything? People are reevaluating even ourselves as social beings. Yeah. And a myself lot of, included. A lot of people thinking how they spend their money. Mm-hmm. You know, like b- before this happened, it's the stupid shit you're spending money on. And you realize, I don't. Although look, the, look food, the food we spend money on now, I can't believe how much money I spend on food right now. Like it's realize it makes me realize a little bit with camp because camp is so expensive, uh, you know, and our kids go to either, you know, some of our kids go to sleepaway camp, some of our kids go to day camp. And we're always like, fuck, it's so expensive. I swear to God, if you added up all the money I'm spending daily on food for these kids, it would even out to how much camp costs. Because <laughs> not, not I don't that much, but it's a lot. Oh, I don't know. It is a lot, and I don't want to cook every day or at all. Right. So I were door dashing. We're you know, it's like it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're door dashing a lot. I get those notifications, and okay. I want to text you and tell you to stop doing it, but I feel bad doing it. Yeah, that, you should. So I don't. All right, okay. and and people are finding out that they actually are introverts, and they're happy not socializing and being at home. Right. I get that. Um, and on the opposite, people who are finding out their need for social relationships, like they miss their friends. Yeah, they miss that they're more social... extroverted than they thought. Yeah. Um, Did you do anything uh, that helped you deal right. during this? A lot of people said marriage and martinis. Thank you guys so much. Um, I hope you still mean that after this episode. And also a lot of people say Esther Perel, Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle. I took those because those are your favorites. Right. Some of my some of my favorites were, um, you know, have been like I love the movie Wild or the book Wild by Cheryl Strayed. And I love Eat, Pray, Love, um, you know, the, the movie with uh, Julia Roberts. And I can't remember right now the uh, name of the author. But anyway, I love those. But the thing about those is that it's about somebody going through major change. But in order to reevaluate their life and what the changes they want to make, they take like a three month, you know, uh, they go to travel Italy and India and yeah. And like, wouldn't we all love to take three months and reevaluate our lives and see how we want to change like and travel the world. No, we can't. We're yeah. here and we have kids and like, I'm sorry, but my babysitter is only available from like two to five next Thursday. I can't fucking go to Europe and reevaluate my life. So as much as I love those books and the concepts and what they teach you and everything, it's also like, yes, I would love to do a 1200 mile hike and find myself, but I fucking can't. Right. We should go to that place where, um, was it Kristen Bell? That was... We were watching a show. No, no, it was um, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon. No, no, who has that show on? Uh, who had the show on Netflix? Um, that you love? Oh, Chelsea Handler. Yeah, Chelsea yeah. Handler. Like that that peyote ex- the expedition. Right, right. Or, she goes to uh, ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. She That's yeah. Well. Yeah, like I would love to do of that course, stuff. Let's I can't do it. fucking afford it, and I don't have a babysitter, so you know I can't do it. But I do love the concepts of those movies. But it's also a little bit like. Yeah, I would definitely find myself and deal with change better if I had, uh, a, you know, a newspaper sponsoring me to travel Europe. Absolutely. Like, right. I would feel much better if I had a 90 foot yacht and was right. like in the ocean. Exactly. Just, you know, I would be myself. able to determine where I wanted to move next. And yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but but definitely, you know, they are they are good. Um, 
and, and a lot they of make pe- you think. A lot of people said they're also beginning therapy. Mm. So good for you. Yep. Keep doing it. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Um, everything else that we have, we I guess we'll save for the next episode. We'll yeah, and two. if you want to follow our move, um, I will be posting <laughs> a what? Follow our move? Yeah, because it is you know it's a lot of it's a process, and I've been updating people on what's been going on a little bit. Well, so there were follow us and follow our Instagram stories if you want to um, you know keep updated on what is happening well, with our. Craziness. A lot of people did ask about our move and how we're dealing with it, what we're doing. So I, we'll save that stuff for the next episode, which would only be in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah. All right. So we'll answer those questions Yeah, too. we'll keep everybody updated. But, right, um, you know, if there's something that you're sitting on right now that you are wanting to change, just fucking do it. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. All right. In the words of Nike. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're almost at a thousand reviews. Thank you so much to everybody who has rated and reviewed us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever yeah. it's called. If you have not, please, please, please. That would be awesome and really, really does help us. And we, uh, we're we very appreciative. We read everyone. And I try to post every single one on Instagram story also. Yeah, you know what we do? We actually will text each other back and forth. During the day. Hey, did you see this review? Yeah. I love this one. Yeah. You know, like we really enjoy these things. I know. So please do it. We, yeah, we, we do. We it. read every single one and we love them. Yeah. Thanks, All guys. Right. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com